Hey, all you boys and girls out there in podcast land. This bonus episode that you're about to hear was actually the bonus segment from the last Breaking the Glass episode that we did. And on the off chance that maybe some of you missed it because you turned off the podcast before you get to my exciting bonus segments, I felt like this sentiment that's shared by show co-producer and radio film school regular Yolanda Cochran was something that was so important to be heard that I wanted to give it its own due spotlight. So if you listen to the last Breaking the Glass episode, I think it was episode number four about communication, and you heard that bonus segment, then you don't need to listen to this one again because it's essentially a repeat of that. But if you missed that bonus segment, I'd really love you to take a few minutes and listen to this bonus because I think whether or not you're a man or a woman, you'll be really moved by the words that Yolanda has to share with you today. Thank you. On the weekend before this episode was edited, Yolanda emailed me that she wanted to share something with the audience that has been heavy on her heart. It is actually quite a surprise. When you hear what she has to say, you'll understand what I mean. In some ways, what she's about to say could undermine everything she and I have worked for on this podcast miniseries. But as she'll allude to later, it's a real and authentic sentiment And this show has always been about being real and vulnerable. We've had both me and a number of guests open up about very personal stories related to their lives as professional creatives. But enough of my babbling. I'll let Yolanda tell you what's on her heart and mind. So I'm confronted with the urge to call bullshit on myself and on this entire series. Or at least the so-called solutions we seem to be pointing to. A few podcasts ago, Ron said something along the lines of vacillating between thinking that one day things will change and in contrast thinking ultimately things will never change. Now, admittedly, the entirety of the theory of bullshit I'm about to speak on is particularly personal and basically inherent to my current state of mind and existence. But I wonder if it just may feel true to a great number of women out there. And speaking of being personal, one of the things I've always loved about the Radio Film School podcast is how Ron uses the personal to inform his message about the creative. Over the course of being a fan of the podcast and becoming an active participant, I've come to understand that inclination even more now. This whole series started with me calling bullshit on the theory that in order for women to be successful, they need to act and think like men. My counterargument at the time was that no, Women need to be themselves, but adopt some of the approaches men seem to employ that, for a whole set of reasons, don't otherwise come naturally to women. Namely, have, communicate, and exert supreme confidence. Speak with that confidence and with authority. Be direct in your communication. Say exactly what you believe, what you think, want, what you mean, and nothing more or less. Don't caveat or hedge yourself. Don't apologize simply for the act of speaking or communicating, nor for the content of that communication. If you're a woman listening to this, you likely realize how women start far too many conversations with some form of apology, be it, sorry to interrupt, or I know you must be busy, but, or would you mind, and any variation of that. Even when they're directing the communication to a subordinate whose job it is to do their bidding. Next, demand the things that it is within your authority to do so. Yes, demand. 
How odd that even saying that word seems too strong in reference to a woman doing it or using it. If you imagine in your mind a situation with a woman making demands, you almost want to say, well, maybe not demand, but request clearly and firmly. Women who demand things are generally bitches or problems. And that goes to the highest reaches of our land, especially when women are asking for or putting themselves forward for more authority. Whereas if we're talking about a man making demands, it typically is perceived as indicative of leadership. Next, highlight and publicize your accomplishments. And when it comes to compensation, do your homework and settle for nothing less than what you're worth in reference to the job you're doing. And be willing to walk away if the employer doesn't meet that mark. These are the things men do. These are the things men expect to do without even thinking about it, to the extent these things barely cross their conscious thought. No one has to tell or remind or coach men to do these things. Almost two years ago, I started on a journey. There was a moment in November 2014 that something clicked. It was an inciting incident, and it sent me on a path. I didn't know where that path would lead, but I knew I needed to take it. And at the time, my goal was not to act like a man. But leading up to it, and in the time since, I started taking ownership of myself. I started doing the things I just outlined. It felt good. It felt right. And I reveled in the feeling that I'd somehow stumbled towards some wisdom and enlightenment that it had taken me years to discover, and that was going to lead me to some promised land that I hadn't yet found. I said on numerous occasions to friends and others that I felt I was literally being led by God. I started paying attention to my language when I spoke and when I wrote. I made sure not to undercut myself by prefacing everything I communicated with either an apology or some cleverly veiled plea for the recipient to take time to listen to what I was about to say or read what I had written. I started promoting myself within my industry in certain ways, highlighting my accomplishments. Now, aside from the stupid pattern we women frequently take of hedging our language, I've essentially always spoken with confidence and authority, especially when it pertains to my usual work in physical production, so I was pretty much always okay there. And I started communicating my needs in what I deemed to be mutually fair terms for compensation. And last but not least, I began pursuing some creative passions. To what result all this nearly two years later? Well, I'm still traveling down that road, and it must be an endless winding highway because I seem never to be able to see up ahead and to see what destination I'll end up at. But in this moment, Having done all of the above, it's not looking or feeling like I've been successful. In fact, in this moment, it's looking and feeling quite the opposite. Without falling down the rabbit hole of details, suffice it to say that I find myself in a position of setback. Somehow, all this wisdom and feeling I'd found the right answers and found my true self and true essence took a turn downhill. And I've heard hints and snippets of the same in some of the stories we've covered in the series. I've heard it in other podcasts on the topic I've listened to recently. What is it, you ask? That in fact, when women act and behave like men, it is actually counterproductive. 
This potential conclusion is enormously deflating and discouraging. So what then is the real answer? Honestly, I'm really at a loss on that right now. Ron and I really wanted this series to be a beacon for highlighting the problem and finding and messaging solutions. I really hope it still will be, for my own sake and for others. Women in whatever walk of life have so much to contribute, yet face so many barriers. I couldn't keep myself from sharing this because it's burning inside me daily. It influences my soul and how I manifest my daily and life purpose. It challenges me and what I believe in and it makes me call so much into question. I had to get it off my chest, and I also wonder how many of you out there listening to the sound of my voice feel the same. How many of you have played the game and acted like a man only to have it work against you? As we look for solutions, I genuinely want to know what has and hasn't worked for you, and we'd love to give you the space to share your story. Feel free to do so anonymously if you so choose. You can email radiofilmschool at daredreamer.fm and write us your story. Or if you're so inclined, send us a voice memo to that address or leave a voicemail at the bottom of any daredreamer.fm page. In the meantime, thanks for listening. You're listening to Daredreamer FM, the sound of creative expression. Hmm? Ah! Oh. Podcast to go.